1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Hippie Podcast on this beautiful Thursday, March 23rd. I'm your host, Sergeant Carlo Navas, and with me today, we have Andrew Claudio of Nick's Film School. My friend, welcome to the program. What a great day for you to come
2: on, huh? Yeah, I set myself up for this, didn't I? <laughs> I should have known that the first time I come on... And agreed to do it after a Knicks Heat game. It would be after the first time the Heat beat the Knicks this season. But happy to be here, my friend. We scheduled it before the game, so we had no idea this could we have did. been this could have been a vi- this could have been a victory lap for Andrew,
1: uh, who does a great job at Knicks Film School. Make sure to check out everything mm. that he has going over there. But Miami escapes. I, w- I don't want to say escape. Miami won the game. Miami. Yeah, they did. I think it was pretty clear at one point in the fourth quarter. That, you know, they had kind of taken control of that game and and they 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 were going to win. It, it felt that way. They were playing well. I thought New York played well. We have a lot to get into. Uh, if you guys don't know the history, I've gone on Andrew's pod. Uh, and the last time I went on, uh, I called the Knicks season cute. I said Jalen Brunson's having a cute season. Yeah. Miami loses practically at the buzzer to Julius Randle and his uh, incredible shot making. Uh, and Nick, Nick's, Nick's fans, Nick Twitter went at me, man. Nick's Twitter, Nick's fans, Nick's Twitter went at me. Uh, you know, I came out on the other side, barely, uh, we have this matchup and uh, now it's my turn. Although I was telling Andrew off air, man, I have so much shit to talk. And I was at the game last night with Christian Hernandez, uh, our set decision here at heat beat. Uh, we talked so much shit to Nick fans. Oh, when they were leaving early, we were waving All those, all those Randall jerseys, all those Brunson jerseys, (laughs) all those Carmelo Anthony jerseys. We Mm. were waving goodbye as Pepas filled the arena. We were screaming, yelling, laughing. Uh, It was great. It was great. But listen, that was a game that I thought was important. I think if you're a Heat fan and Andrew and I were talking about a little bit uh, about this before we got on. If you're a Heat fan, you, you know, this season has been so up and down and you don't know what the fuck to think of this team. Now this team can score a ton of points. I know the Knicks don't have the best defense, but, you know, Miami's been scoring points. Uh, They're playing better. Andrew. You look at Miami how, because Heat Mm -hmm. fans here, it's hard for them to get a grasp on who they are, and I think even other people nationally don't really know how to. So so how do you, now that you've seen them kind of recently, and a lot really, they've played three times
2: in a short, in in, in a pretty condensed period, what do you make of them? So I'll add, uh, not necessarily bona fides, but the Heat are also a team I check in a lot on on league pass when i'm when i'm up late editing or just working on some stuff or just want to check out what's going on around the league um i've checked in a significant amount um and it's funny i was saying on on one of our post game shows when we were looking ahead at the schedule and saw both of these matchups i'm so ready to be afraid of the miami heat and i I, it's just you do respect jimmy you do respect spolstra this team obviously i don't have to tell you how far that that run went last season how close it was to an nba uh, at least the eastern conference title so i'm ready to respect them and then it's it's a road loss it's like losing to the bulls on saturday taking all four quarters to beat a tanking detroit team And it's like, okay, like every time I'm ready to commit to being like, all right, we should fear the Miami Heat, a step back is taken. I think they're a really good home team. I think Jimmy Butler in a perfect world that didn't care about wins and losses would be in the MVP conversation. He's locked in at second-team All-NBA as far as I'm concerned. And if they're going to keep shooting like this, they actually will put a scare into whoever – the three seed is or whomever they play in the first round so i have a a respect for them as a team that will be a force to be reckoned with i don't know how irrational he fans are after beating the knicks last night so if there's like here's five seed here we come finals run back on like i have no idea where, where that's if that's coming a certain direction um i do respect jimmy and i do respect spo though so as those you have a, a great best player and a great coach, that at least is a recipe that I can understand being excited about. So you left out Bam. From I did that. leave out Bam. You did
1: leave out Bam. And that, that I know is by, by design, which is, which is, I think kind of systematic of, I think the national perception of them. Cause if you ask heat fans, who is their best player been all season? I think eight out of 10 are saying Bam out of bio. Really? Including myself. Bam has been the best player that they've had this season. Now, Jimmy is the best player. But for 82, with Bam's availability, with what he does on defense, with his take, his, his truly leaps on offense, he's been their best player. You know, last night, for him, a bad offensive game. And what did he have, like 17 and, and 8 or something, which for him, that, that's that's a subpar game. And, uh, you know, did a great job on Randall. Like, really made a guy who had 57 points you know, uh, how, how what was it, less than 24 hours before, 48 hours yeah. before? Yeah, Monday night. Monday yeah. night, uh, you know, have 15 on, you know, eh, shooting, right? He has 7 of 16 shooting. uh, Really took him out of the game, and that's kind of what he adds, you know, even if he didn't have the most prolific offense game. But that's interesting that you
2: left him out. So, I mean, he's obviously the – I would think the second best player from my perspective. I think it's funny you mentioned the availability as to why you would have that be – the reason you'd have him over jimmy it's one
1: of the reasons it's not the
2: reason but it is one of the reasons i just take in my opinion take one of them off the heat and what are they this season you know now you i guess you could argue if you take jimmy off you've had you've had to deal with jimmy being off the heat with his availability this season and how much time he's missed i guess on a lower scale the randall brunson stuff like you might look and be like oh well, Julius Randle's been the best player on the Knicks which might by the statistics and the impact metrics, I would say I true. would say probably Brunson if so I So Brunson's just... been their most important especially offensively the way that he's taken um the the slack uh off of Randle that he doesn't doesn't have to do everything if you if you watched the playoff series 2 years ago and the Knicks played the Hawks it actually was pretty easy to stop the Knicks. Just double Randall. Confuse him a little bit. Their entire offense ran through him. And the only game they won in that series, Derek Rose had almost 30 points. And then after his uh, uh engine was suddenly on E, the Knicks didn't have any like pivot to turn to. And with Randall and Brunson being together, Randall can operate with a little less gravity his way. And it's made him into an all-NBA player this year. It's made him into um a, a obviously an all-star this season but Brunson across the board defensive limitations aside is clearly the most important player. So I wonder if that's somewhat similar to what the the Miami dynamic is. Look, I also just like respect what playoff Jimmy becomes, so maybe course, I'm a little yeah, more. Of course, yeah, no. And and that's biased. why I said he's their best player. Like I don't mm-hmm. think I I don't think anybody
1: here, you know, in the market is is blind to the fact that he is their best player, but you know through the regular season, I think and and Jimmy Jimmy takes nights off, man. You know, there'll, there'll be a mm. night. There'll be a Tuesday in Sacramento. The Jimmy's just not there. And that happens often. And there was a video that circuit that was circulating today. And even listen, even prior to all Star break, Jimmy was having a great season. Like, you know, there was his impact metrics are always, you know, on point. But you could tell that he's not on or, as he likes to say, locked in. Uh, and he had a video, I think, from Argentina where he was just hooping. And he's like, uh, somebody asked him, when are you going to start trying? He's like, after all Star break, I, I play real basketball. Mm. And uh, I, I, we've seen that. I mean, his, you know, le- a legitimate late. You know, when I when I say MVP push, I mean like, can he get like on the fourth or fifth spot of a ballot? Kind of, kind of like and that's the kind of play he's had, man. You know, not not to be under a, a delusion or anything, but I just think that the level that he's played since all star break is like, at, it's like there, dude.
2: It's like I, I see the numbers. Believe me, I don't. That fifth spot is open on the MVP ballot right now. I, I think it's so. his. to ha- I think if he keeps this up, it's his to have. They get the five seed and he keeps this up. That that's the case, you know. Like push, the, not save the Heat season because I don't know, I don't know. No, I'd say I mean, with... if
1: they're if they're a seven seed coming off of you know, remember let's let's keep it to perspective. What happened this summer? They mm-hmm. didn't do a single thing this summer. They just lost. They didn't add. They lost. They drafted Nikola Jovic who hasn't played really, and they lost PJ and guys got older and more hurt. So they were you know they're looking at the seven seed
2: looking up from hell. Uh, and, and that is safe. He's, he is saving their season.
0: Mm.
2: Uh, listen, uh, respect to Jimmy Butler. I know he talked a lot of junk last night. Um, got uh, it's funny. <laughs> the moment he did that, the, that's when the Knicks like went on the, a run. So I appreciate yes, how, did ex- how did you, how did you, so Jimmy had a couple moments in that game. Every
1: time he hit a shot, just Dwayne Wade was in the building. Uh, every time Jimmy hit a shot, a
2: big shot, he turned to Dwayne and pointed and, and yapped, which is, so- Peak. we had no idea who he was yelling at it was Dwayne Wade so we obviously watched the MSG broadcast they never said like if you we were watching it on playback they never said like who he's yelling at there's one doesn't and Breen sits on the, the other camera. side right so he might he, he, he might have seen that it's Dwayne Wade but like it was like he's uh gesturing to someone on the heat bench or he's talking to somebody so I just thought like a way to pump himself up he had to he had to do that and so I I understood it. The Knicks were in the game. So like I knew I also went into the night assuming that Jimmy Butler was going to go off. So it wasn't necessarily surprising what he was doing last night. Um, it was after the game that I realized that the, are we allowed to curse on here or uh, no? Of course we let that. shit Okay. Fly. Uh, the shit that he was talking was more um, to Dwayne Wade as a uh, uh, good. It was in good spirits, I guess if you want to call it that. Um, and you know, I, the Knicks scored 120 points. I wasn't, like, concerned about, like, I, I was way more concerned about the defensive side of the ball, but, yeah. like, it, it's the it's the Gabe Vincent performance. It's the Tyler Hero performance. It's the Max Truce hitting every open three that I was more concerned about than Jimmy Butler doing what I expected Jimmy Butler to do.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean, he just gets him in gear. I mean, he had that moment where I, I think he scored on quickly, and he just does the too small as he's running back on defense. And then, of course, the Randall. You know, I think uh, Jimmy's going to the line, makes a little crying face at Randall and just goes, OK, uh, which is top five, top five moment this season. Maybe number one moment this season. I'm not going to lie. That shit. You you do that to a Nick player. You're you you're a, a You're a lifer. You're a fucking well, lifer.
2: I will just counterpoint. Um, the As in the words of Michael Jordan from The Last Dance, it's really easy to talk shit when you're up. And when it's zero zero, let's see if you you bring that smoke. And the last, you time, know he does though. You know and, he does. Ah, uh, the last time Jimmy Butler had a chance to stop Julius Randall, he hit a shot to win the game in the what became MSG South a couple. Weeks in the ago, words so. of
1: Dame Lillard, that's a bad shot. Oh, I'm sorry, Paul George. That's Paul a bad George, shot. that's a bad shot. That's a bad shot.
2: <laughs> I'm playing the result here, my friend. <laughs> it's a shot that went in and sent us into a, a, a stir. So.
0: We're driven by the search for better.
1: Yeah, man, that, that, and, and, you know, there were so many fucking Nick fans there yesterday. It was insane. Christian and I were like, where did these people, where do, where do y'all come from? I mean, the last time I was at a Heat Nick game was the, was the Linsanity game. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh,
1: And there were a lot of New Yorkers there, but it wasn't as much as this. This was a lot. I I would say at least 30% was Nick fans, which is Mm -hmm. like, I guess it makes sense if you live here, especially, you know, in these months. Right. Where where it's still I, I know that the weather in New York has been horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, last I, had, I just had a friend here visiting from New York and he was he was he, had, he was complaining about it a ton. Uh, and, and it's it's been nice here. But yeah, man, it's so Look, many so many Nick fans.
2: There are many a New, a new Yorker I grew up with um, family even that migrated south. So uh, <laughs> I I can't really push back on that. Yes. We like living in a state with nice weather and no state income tax. I, can't, I don't know what to tell you uh, as far as no, the it's the just fans there. observation, observation. You know? So let's talk about kind of the flow of the game a little bit,
1: because, you know, Andrew, one of the things I thought has been interesting about Miami is they're going Kevin Love at center uh, in the minutes that that BAM sits. That role was for Cody Zeller, who. Uh, I believe it was against was it Detroit or I, I don't remember or, the, or Chicago. One of those games, uh, he broke his face. <laughs> uh, it looked bad. there was blood everywhere. It was a bloody stretch for Miami. Kevin Love also looked like he came out of war. I, I don't I forgot which game he got bloodied up on, but they've been having a lot of head injuries lately, but Cody Zeller's been out for a bit. Uh, oh, was it Orlando? I don't remember. Uh, one of these games Zeller got hurt. and love has kind of been playing backup five. and it's been interesting because. Miami's defense has taken a huge hit uh, since really the deadline. They were one of the best teams in the league defensively. They were t- they were five in defense. They've slipped to 22nd um, in defense since All-Star break, and I believe they're 11th in offense, which is a total flip where they were like 27th in offense and 5th in defense. <clears throat> when Kevin Love's on the court without Bam, in 65 minutes, the Heat are plus 14 net rating. A 140 offensive rating and a 126 defensive rating. So that explains a lot. And I I'm, I want to know how you felt those minutes were. Like, how did you feel about those Kevin Love minutes? Because I think they get in gear on offense. You saw a couple of times where Love is throwing these really nice outlet passes. There's that one outlet bounce pass as Jimmy and Caleb are leaking out. Uh, I, again, I, we know that New York isn't this – they're an offense team, you know, this year, which is weird under Thibs. But, <laughs> you know, what did you make of those lineups? Because I, I, I thought it breathed a little bit of life into the game for them. They were down um, before they that were.
2: happened. And so the – specifically the start of the fourth quarter minutes when – I believe that's when both Bam and Jimmy were sitting. Yeah, and it was um, Kyle, Tyler. Uh, yeah. So that was the point. We, we were watching the game again on playback and – while the, the Heat were seemingly making everything and um, it looked like we were headed for a double-digit loss, those of us that watch the Heat consistently, or at least track them throughout the season, A, we know that you guys just only play five-point games. So I, I had a feeling <laughs> we were getting Fucking back. crazy, bro. I had a feeling we were getting back. It almost game, happened again gonna... yesterday. <laughs> it almost did, believe me. I was ready for it. Um, I also knew how good the Knicks' second unit was that quickly um, Ovi Top and Josh Hart, Isaiah Hartenstein, RJ, lineup that they go to really well. they they're just they're able to get so much more uh, creative with their offense no disrespect to Mitchell robinson an elite offensive rebounder when he's heads in the game but I feel you can an spread ins- the floor I feel a little that's bit an more insult. well just like you can spread the he's it's just a different type of center you yeah. know like you can spread the floor a little bit more it's, they need not a three-point too. shooter they, they they i think they that that helps them a ton so as a result it's so much less about like ken hartenstein hit a three it's more about opening up the rim and the, these drives that the Knicks like to do with quickly with RJ with Josh Hart um, you also allow Obi Toppin to become more of a weapon with the with, with less somebody not in the dunker spot so the while I will say that I was like you have to win these minutes when Bam or Jimmy are not there for me, it was way less about like the Kevin Love minutes that you had to win. It was who wasn't on the floor and focusing like that's the Knicks ended up taking a lead in that fourth quarter because of that second unit. Um I was more confident just that our I think you ran up against one of the better second units in the NBA way with that fourth quarter. I don't know if that makes you feel any better. No, no. Kevin and, minutes. So yeah.
1: like we don't like those non-Jimmy Bam minutes and we don't understand. I feel a little bit better about them since Kyle's come back cuz Lowry again had a had a really good game yesterday. Yeah. How I, are you feeling? I feel good. Vindicated? I mean, vindicated <laughs> a little bit. I, I okay. you know, and it, he's not going to give you the the big box score stuffing that he used to do, right? Like, you know, he would regularly put up like 19-9 and 7, right? That was like a normal Kyle night. Uh mm. now it's it's more like, you know, 14-5 and, and 3. But you know, that was like there was a play yesterday when I, when I was sitting with Christian and uh, I believe it's Mitchell gets an offensive rebound uh, or, or Brunson. Some Nick gets an offensive rebound and Kyle, you know, it wasn't Kyle's offensive rebound to give up. But, you know, he had the awareness, was able to kind of put some pressure on the ball, get like a mild strip, but not really. And then gave Jimmy and Caleb enough time to swarm and they got a turnover out of it. And, that, and then they scored on the other end. It was the, the tippy-toe tippy shot that Caleb hit uh, off the outlet and leak out. And that's not going to show up in the box score as a steal. That's not going to show up as anything. But, mm. you know, that's a four-point swing. You know what I mean? Especially not fouling and everything. And that's a. Those are the kinds of plays that he makes. You see how he kind of runs their offense when they leave the bench. I think the minutes between him and Tyler have been really, really good uh, specifically, which wasn't early in the year. They were kind of struggling. Last year, they were really good together. This year they had struggled. So I'm just glad that he's able to give them something on offense. He does play really good defense. I thought he struggled with RJ yesterday. And I, I thought a part of that was kind of their help. Uh and, and in that quarter you're talking about, I remember there being a play where uh their back line was hero and um it was another small guy. And then hero's the guy coming to help. And I was like, Yeah, I mean they're just gonna score. I mean quickly gets in the paint. Like that that helps not doing anything right? Because yeah. their low men were, were, were guards. So that's what more worried me. And and then especially kind of, I thought the Knicks did a great job of trying to get Kevin Love into actions, not as the initial guy, but as the secondary guy, like they ran, you know, whatever down screen, it's, it's Kevin. So he has to be the one to kind of close out on the shooter off the kickout. And they know he's a little slower. And I thought that they generated a ton of open look. So I, I, I was a little bit worried about that, but I thought they scored enough where that didn't matter,
2: even without Jimmy. That's the the thing. Like the Knicks' defense right now, I think is much more of a concern. But like you said, they they run these pistol sets for RJ. Yeah. That nice early just offense. Get him. They just get him downhill, um, uh, a lot easier. Um, this is all another way to kind of help when when you spread the floor a little bit. It's why. It's why RJ Barrett's such a tough player to evaluate um, because you see these moments like 26 points. I think you points, saw it last night, yeah. Well, like 26 points on 13 shots, and then you get the portion of the Knicks fan base that's like, why didn't he take 25 shots? Why didn't he I know he more? puts up stinkers
1: regularly, and last night you're like,
2: oh, wow, he looks good, and then. You see it, yeah. but you see, like, he's more efficient in the touches he has. So it's the, the rock in a hard place of, like, should this have been a game that you featured RJ more? Should this have been a game that you went away? Like, did. Randall and uh, Brunson led the team in shot attempts, both with 16. But like you, you spread the the wealth a little more. I actually, noticed a lot more ball movement in the first two hat first first two quarters, as opposed to the third quarter when it got a little more isolation heavy. Um, I thought the Heat did a, a smart thing of that. It was an adjustment from the last game where it was just Jimmy's on Brunson, Bams on Randall and our two best defenders are going to guard your two best players and it's why Quentin Grimes had a good game. It's why uh RJ Barrett had a good game and you had other options that were out there scoring. Um the RJ thing though, like you said it, like every every person that was switched onto him and he's had like yeah, you know, 30-point game earlier this season against the Heat, he had 46 at the Garden last season. Um so it's funny how he ends up having these good games against the Heat. I would like it if they would win more of those good RJ games against the Heat, but I guess I'll settle for the one at the Garden earlier this year. Um, yeah, I, I I, I appreciated that the RJ was able – because, again, when you and have an off night – He did that against night, three guards, which I think well, is important. Like, right. He, he right. roasted the smaller lineups. Right, which is what – that's the formula, especially when you're going to put Jimmy on Brunson, um, which Brunson still being able to get 25 points last night was – I just, what's what he's been all season. Caleb spent Uh, a ton of time on him too. And I thought, I thought Jalen did a really good job. mm -hmm. Uh, I thought he like, we were talking before the pod though. Like that first step that he has, like he was able to not, not handle Jimmy because like Jimmy made his life tough, but that's just what he's been all season is taking tough shots. You know,
1: Jimmy, Jimmy, like really focused. I, I thought he played too heavily into trying to get turnovers. I thought he gambled. It was on mostly on, on Randall when he got switched on to Randall. I thought mm-hmm. he was kind of fishing for turnovers and, and he got burned, which kinda of leaves kind of Tyler and Max kinda of compromised, uh, kind of rotating on the back line, which I I haven't looked at their numbers, but I, I, I will later because I'm curious as that cause you know, Cooper Moorhead uh had tweeted out something that like if you discount Miami's ability to create turnovers like if you just count only like live possessions you know they're one of the worst defenses in the league
2: but the fact that they force so many turnovers makes them one of the best which that's why that to me was like the big difference last night a lot of focus was made on why the knicks gave up 127 points it's the second straight game that an opponent shot at least 57 percent from three and like you don't want that but the knicks also had 16 turnovers this is one of the teams that turns the ball over the least in the league, it's a focal point, and they were just—they were a little bit more careless with the ball last night.
1: And know? I think—and I think Miami felt that, and I think Jimmy sensed that. I—I kind of wish he would rein that in a little bit, but you know, you can't—you can't argue with his results. I—I think at that point, kind of his judgment calls are good. I want to talk a little bit about Brunson because we talked pregame like about his about his um pre-show about his first step. I left at the arena, and I hate to give, and I'm gonna slander the fuck out of you guys in a second, but <laughs> okay. I, I hate—I hate to be left impressed by. You know, when he gets when he gets that first step, he's so good at deceleration and seeing it live was cool because it was a play. I believe it was in the first or second quarter that he has Caleb on him and he he goes at him with that first step. And he's not the most athletic guy in the world. And he's a smaller guy, but he's able to kind of get that first step and get Caleb on his hip. Decelerates so quickly. Caleb is an athletic freak. He he recognizes this and he knows he's going up for the shot. He's floating. I mean, the hang time that Caleb had was ridiculous. Floating for that contest. Jalen waits it out and kind of gets his little little push shot going. And, and I think that's just like kind of his game against these longer defenders because I, I thought Miami was like, okay, well, we don't have the point of attack guys to really deal with this, so we're just going to throw length on him, right? Which is, you know, why Lowry ends up guarding Barrett, right? And, and, and even Gabe spent time on Barrett. Like, they, they just give up size on Barrett, and they're like, let's try to control the guards. Hmm. Um and I I just thought that I, I that was where I left impressed. So Jalen kind of recognized that with the first step, was able to kind of get that length off of him. Uh as Smith and Smolnik in chat says, uh Andrew looks like if G grew up in a white neighborhood.
2: If oh that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> It's my hair. I just oh man, I should have done something different with my hair. Okay. Regardless, uh, shout out to shout <laughs> out to chat. Shout out to chat. Yes, yeah. Puerto There you go. Amigo. You know, Andrew, okay. Andrew's Puerto Rican. You know exactly. So. I, I just also have uh you know the the banker hair going on right now. <laughs> Wall Street hair. Exactly. Wall Street exactly. Andrew. Wall Street is literally like twenty minutes that way. So Wall Street, Wall Street Andrew. Street, Wall Street Andrew. Interesting. Um, yeah, Jalen Brunson has struggled with length all season too. Like when you get into these matchups against like like the, the the Raptors were like a, a nightmare <laughs> matchup for the him. The Raptors are hell for everybody, bro. Hell for everybody. Yeah. But like even though for they're a smaller good, guard, like he struggled with, with teams that, that can, like you said, have guard you with length, which is why I think you saw the good of that, of Jalen Brunson last night, being able to kind of adjust and still hit tough shots and get his points. And then you saw the five turnovers, which were, some like i think four of them were were live ball turnovers and it's this thing he's done for the past couple of games since he came back from injury where there's some grenades he'll throw where it's like i'm working my way to try and get into the paint but because i've now like gotten nowhere here Randall, here's two seconds go do something hey quickly here's two seconds go do something um i we 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 have like very few bad things to say about Jalen Brunson this season, though. The only reason the Knicks are in the position they're in is because of him. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm glad that you felt uh, in, impressed by his cute season, uh, and his cute performance last night. You know. It's,
1: listen, he he's had a he's had a cute season. It's adorable, yeah. It's it's adorable. He's had an adorable he- little season.
2: Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's, it's handsome. Gorgeous. Listen,
1: yeah. it's gorgeous and a nice L going back to New York. And wow. Miami, Miami will play them again. Listen, I, I hate to admit, but they had a good, you know, New York. I I thought was good. I, I I watched them and I came out of that game thinking. And and Alf said this on hangover time last night, and we all made gag reflexes post game. You know, Alf was doing throw out He he was pantomiming vomiting, having to say, I hate to admit this, but the Knicks are a good team. Thank and they you. and it they the play well. <laughs> now the thing is, do you really want the five seed and play Milwaukee in the second round? That's what I was thinking about today. I'm like, hmm, do I really want the five seed? So um, may,
2: that's maybe a, a Miami Heat question because you, you guys have higher aspirations. You need to understand the parade that will be thrown if the Knicks win a playoff series. Haven't won? We've won one this century, and the expectations around this team going into this year it was like get home court in a playoff game and it will be a step in a play-in game and it will be a step forward. And what this season has been with the multiple winning streaks with the their, their 10 games over 500 and they've played poorly over their last like week and a half, you know? So, um I, I like yes, we, we we have to get through Milwaukee anyway if you're going to end up playing them. It's not going to matter to me if they get eliminated by Milwaukee in the second round or the conference finals, especially since and I I don't know how you feel about this. I think the Milwaukee Bucks are my pick to win the title. So if you lose to the eventual yeah, champions, too. if you lose to the eventual champions, whenever it is, I'm, like, I'll, I'll live with it. I'll talk myself into this still being a successful season. Um, if it's a second round and you got by Donovan Mitchell with all of the, the storylines and the baggage that's going to surround that series. I, I, it, the rest is house money, whatever happens in that second round. That's funny. Know? So like if Miami loses
1: in the first round, if oh, it's Armageddon! It's yeah, a it disaster. Up. They need, yeah, I know. They need to win a series, and I think if you win a series against, I think Cleveland's a winnable series, and I think Philadelphia's a winnable series. Now I know that Philly's playing a lot better, and I know that the addition, and we're, and I'll talk about this at length on on a pod separately. But I, I think the, the addition of Kevin Love kind of complicates the way that Miami plays Philadelphia. And we could talk about that more in depth later. Kind of their, their more swarm and switch mentality against them, but. I like that matchup, but I think winning against Cleveland and then getting Milwaukee is just a recipe to get embarrassed in the second round. I, I just, it's just tough for me to imagine Miami being able to keep up with the Bucks. I, I actually don't even hate their matchup against Boston. I think that they, I think Miami's played Boston tough, and that may be crazy. And I wouldn't pick Boston to win, uh, but I sure think they have a better chance than they do against Milwaukee.
2: I have been working on a take lately. At oh, Nick I Film want School. this. What do you I got? just. Are we sure Boston wasn't always there for the taking? Like even oh no I, I've, yeah, no, I I yeah no, I I'm there. I mean, I don't that first round series against Brooklyn was like like Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn had a fourth quarter lead in three of the four games. You know, like that that was a sweep. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like a normal sweep where they dominated Brooklyn and swept them off the court. They were down three two and had multiple home losses against Milwaukee, and it took Jason Tatum's best career performance and twenty five three pointers. In Game Seven to win. I don't need to tell you how close the Miami Heat series was. And remember was. that Lowry was hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, Max Hero Drew's, was hurt. Yeah, Hero like, missed
1: the last two games. Max Trees yeah. had a lower body Jimmy injury. was on one leg. Like, Jimmy missed a game. Yeah, they yeah. won that game, but Jimmy missed the game.
2: And um, and PJ Tucker also had. They all had lower body injuries. So, so all of the things that went right for the Celtics last year and this season, they lose their coach. Marcus Smart's not. The playing the way that he did last season they've barely seen that starting five play together this year now you add this jalen brown storyline i gotta be honest i i have to look at like eventually who the matchup is but i'm, I'm eventually probably if it's if it's miami boston in the first round i'm probably going they to take miami an upset i'm know? in a
1: celtic group chat they really don't want that they all are like of course not. i'd probably pick us but I just never want to see Jimmy Butler ever again. Ryan's Prevero on Chats is Boston's fourteen and eleven in their last
2: twenty-five. Yeah. I like net rating, it's even worse. They got off to that crazy good start to, to the season where it looked like they were headed for 65. It was the reverse of last wins. season, Andrew.
1: Yeah. If you remember last year, Boston was like the seventh seed for a long time. And then they came they came surging.
2: This has been the opposite. Do you know what the inciting incident was that turned their season around? Last season? Yes. No, I don't. We it? we take it personally in Knicks land. Oh, did so the, the, the Knicks win? The RJ Barrett buzzer beater. It's actually statistically... They <laughs> that'll do, like, it. Andrew, they that'll like do it. that'll do it. They went like 32-11 after that stretch. And Andrew, that'll like, do oh, it. That'll uh, do losing it. Losing to RJ Barrett yeah. at the buzzer? Yes. It would do it for it me. It was a 24-point lead that they blew at Madison Square Garden. And then, you know, RJ Barrett hits a buzzer beater off glass. And from that point, you can literally point to it... it Ironically, it was on January 6th of 2022, and then from that point on, the the Celtics went on a run. So the jokes write themselves. That they really do. they The, the jokes. Just, it, the jokes truly. January 6th was a turnaround for the people for the Bo- of Boston. For, yes. the, for
1: the people of Boston. Yes, the Boston Celtics. <laughs> you know, last year, I I, I like Miami in that series against Boston. Um, I I thought they, I liked them pregame. I was a little disappointed that they got injured, but. Uh, you know, D. Sizzle and says the only teams I don't want to see in the first round are Boston, Milwaukee. Somehow, Miami gets filled in the first round. That's an easy dub. I wouldn't say easy. Uh, I know the Magic right now are up on—is it? Yeah, they're up on New York. The, uh, tied at twenty-two. Tied at twenty-two. Okay, that that, End of the that first message quarter. came in late. Yeah, the yeah. the actual um the actual game for Miami to keep an eye out for today is um Brooklyn. Is the Brooklyn game against Cleveland today? Because Miami, I do think that if you're Miami, you just don't want to be in the. You don't want to be in the play in. I th- I don't think New York is. Do you guys have the tiebreaker over Brooklyn? Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe so. Don't you? Yes, because it's division record, and that's the craziest part about this season. Is the Knicks went into the year with this gauntlet division with Toronto, Brooklyn before the KD Kyrie yeah. trade, uh, Boston, Philadelphia, and Boston, and it was like, well, this is where you try to you count on a play in berth at best because you're going to be in last place in your division and like beat the Celtics three out of four times. They beat Philly twice. You know, they went, I think they went two and two against both um, Brooklyn, Brooklyn and Toronto. So as a result, um, it, I, they're able to get the tiebreaker there with Brooklyn. I also, I, I'm resigned to the belief that I think Brooklyn's going to end up in the play I, I think so I, I, too. I know Miami has some road games and they're just a much different team on the road yeah. this season. But they only have two home I, games left, I believe. I believe it's just their season-ender... So I think five of their final eight are on the road. That was the comfort I was giving to Knicks fans last night that are now terrified that Miami's going to pass them and that the Knicks are going to fall to seventh. Then we're going to have to play Trey Young again. And then some bullshit's going to happen, and Trey Young's going to get 40 free throws, and they're going to end up losing at the Garden in the 7-8 matchup. Then they're going to lose to Chicago or Toronto because they barely played well against Toronto. It'll be back-to-back home losses. The doomsday scenario that Knicks fans and their PTSD created last night, I told them, there are five teams in the NBA with a positive net rating on the road this year. The Knicks are one of them. They will rebound. And then I pointed out the minus, the negative 2.6 net rating that the Heat have. And was like, that is your, that is your path. Just be comforted by the fact that the Heat are a different team on the road. Brooklyn's schedule, I think, will dictate that they're headed for the, the seven seed. Miami's schedule is weird. And I will say, I'll say one thing about what you just said.
1: Mm-hmm. Miami is a different team than they were pre All Star break because they, they they've switched to they're scoring again and they're shooting again. So I don't know that's and that's why we started this show with to bring this full circle. I, I don't know what to make of them. I I just genuinely don't. And that's why I like asking people that are not so close to the team because um, even Would they turn, play last
2: week? It was Utah that they put up like 140 points on.
1: No, they they did. Uh, so it was Utah. It was, it was Memphis. It was yeah. Memphis it was Memphis. So points. Utah 119, Me- <laughs> Grizzlies. 138, 112 against Detroit, and 127 last night. Their only loss, they were 99. So, against, yeah, against Chicago. I just,
2: the, the Chicago game, I was expecting them to come into this Knicks game like on a five game winning streak. And then, so were we. I, well, so I, it's why I like Pat Bev went on a 14 0 run against the Heat. And, and
1: actuality, that Orlando overtime. So, I mean, they could have gone in on a seven game win streak because that Orlando lost in overtime after Jimmy kind of Herculean Hercules them back. Uh, they kind of put up that stinker in overtime uh, they had beat Cleveland the the game before uh, and then obviously that the Chicago game. So Miami going forward, it's going to their season uh against uh, at Brooklyn um if I'm correct. Yeah, no, at home against Brooklyn, that's one of their last two home games. Um at Toronto, at New York, um at home against Dallas, um at Detroit, at Philadelphia, at Washington and then at home against Orlando. So not that many home games left. A weird mm. schedule. Obviously, you know, Washington, Orlando, Detroit are the gimmies. You know, you need to. And, and Orlando's not a gimme. Uh, that, I fucking hate that team. Mm. I hate playing that team. They, they're they just annoying. 25
2: um, and 23
1: since December 7th. That Philly yeah. game might be interesting. I, I think Philly's going to have something to play for it until the last day with how close the, the two, one through, one through three is. Uh, and uh, Dallas, you know, obviously the West is a fucking clusterfuck right now. Mm-hmm. And that New York game's huge. Uh, I think that New York game's gonna gonna say a lot. I think if Miami can kind of beat Brooklyn, beat Toronto, go into that New York game uh, on a little winning streak, I think, you know, if New York doesn't play perfectly, um, that might that game might mean a ton. And obviously, you know, if they even tie, uh I don't know what's the
2: what's the, what's the next breaker? Next tiebreaker, Miami would have it because it's division. If then you guys will have won your division. Okay, okay, yeah. So you win that game, you have the tiebreaker with the Knicks, and the entire city of New York will be in a panic that we're dropping to the sixth seed, and all the good vibes are officially gone. But you may want the sixth seed. I want Donovan Mitchell. If I it's want Boston, Mitchell. what if
1: it's Boston? I Listen, I'll get up for Boston or cleveland because i mean I you guys the have Donovan done matchup, you guys have played you know? boston really tight
2: in the regular season yeah. undefeated in boston this year yeah so I, look i'm the one that just gave you the tape i know it's i know that's why that's why i had of, to ask it's the symbolism of like you had this run you won nine straight games to get to the five seed and it was like the good juju of like the knicks are sixth you know like Maybe they're able to or the Knicks are fifth, I mean. Like you're able yeah. to see the progress of being the eleventh seed last year and taking this giant step forward. Quickly's probably gonna win second uh, sixth man <laughs> of the year. Um, you add is in he? like I think he is. Uh, I was listening to Zach Lowe talk with preparing this year. Like him and Norman it's him Ball. and Malcolm Brogdon. It's him really? and Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. And Nor- just looking Ball at I, I don't wanna fully go impact metrics here because they all kind of draw from the same metrics and whatnot. I just go by lineup data. The Knicks have been like a, a a significantly better team when he's on the floor. Yeah. It's why last night perfect example, when did the Knicks make their two runs to get back in the game? Beginning of the second quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter. It's when they Nature went to has unit. healed the bench the bench unit right like the, the bench unit boos New York. That's been the formula all season. When RJ's had those stinkers, all of us have just been like can we get Emmanuel quickly back in the game please? Um like the Knicks are playing without Brunson right now and as I'm watching they're down 7 so that could lead to some Aja later. but um, <laughs> And that I, like,
1: this has big implications for Miami because what what's what's the difference in, in the standings right now? Game and a
2: half. It's it a game two and a ga- half. It's two games. Knicks lose, it's a game and a half.
1: So it's a game and a half with one left against New York. Against each other. and That, that will decide the tiebreaker. And exactly. then the, the, the tiebreaker, since Miami has a tiebreaker, that half game is, is essentially it for, yeah. for them. So a lot to play for uh, down the stretch here. Andrew, before we get out of here. I wanted to. I did want to. I did want to ask you. Uh, and I, by the way, f- before I say that, let, let me give a couple shout-outs in chat. Uh, you know, people are asking. Uh, wh- who was it? This uh, was like, is Oladipo hurt or is he out of the lineup? Much to the glee of Alphonse Sydney, host of our post game show <laughs> Hangover Time, Oladipo is out of the lineup. Out of the lineup. Alpha. Wow. We. Some of us have been sick of Depot. Man, his shot selection is kind of up his ass. And I. I just think he needs the ball too much. And I just think he can't have the ball. And I think with Lowry kind of coming back and playing better. He, you know, obviously, Depot's such a non-shooter, uh, and I think Kyle's just a better pull-up guy anyway, that it just makes more sense to have Kyle on the ball, and, and Kyle's been good defensively, too. So, um, Been been a weird thing. Highsmith got minutes last night over Oladipo, which I like, too. I, I just think that they're a wing short. Partly what we were talking about earlier about how their kind of help on the back line can get a little small, and I think that's kind of a problem with their defense now as well. Um, you know, Highsmith is a guy that is, is big, is not the tallest guy, but plays big and is strong. Um, There was another thing I saw here that I wanted to say that I don't know if I'd have. I'd rather have Struce or Oladipo. I think you kind of need Struce because you need him to have games like last night to win. Mm. You just, he's more likely to be a good shooter than Oladipo, and they just need anybody to step up as a shooter. And, you know, as Andrew saw, unfortunately for him last night, Gabe and Struce kind of re you know regress to their mean as good shooters yeah um they need max they just they you know we can talk shit about max we can get mad at max and gabe cuz they're really like uh, they're the avatars for the regression of the role players uh you know the ones not hampered by age and injury they you know they need them to play well and they just they don't have anybody else those guys got to play to a level that we've seen them play before you know yeah man yeah. so Andrew, I want to ask you because I I do, and, and with this we'll get out of here. I think that this is a new era of Heat Nick rivalry. Mm. These teams don't like each other. It's clear, and I think that's fucking awesome because mm-hmm. even the big three teams, they those Nick teams, they, big, they didn't hate each other because Melo's boys with them, right? You know what I mean? Like, if anything, I think that maybe the Indiana teams and New York teams, the, that 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 those Roy Hibbert Pacers and those Nick teams didn't like each other way more than those Heat teams and Nick teams didn't. I think these two teams genuinely don't like each other. You can see that there's a little bit of ire. I don't know where the fuck it came from, um, you know. But, you know, Bam has very famously, uh, when he was interviewed by, um, I forget her name. She's a New Yorker. Um,
2: <laughs> God damn. The ne- is it Rebecca
1: Harlow? No, no. It- she has a, I think she she works for Bleach. Oh, Ashley. Ashley. Ashley, yeah, yeah. Ashley. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she asked Bam, oh, who's the hardest guy for you to defend? And he gave us a bunch of names. She's like, but not a Julius Randle. And Bam's just like, no. (laughs) Like, I don't know, man. These teams just don't fucking like each other.
2: And I like that. Yeah. Doesn't that feel, it feels, it feels good. My Knicks fandom began um, on an Allen Houston running jumper. With eight tenths of a second left, as Miami so, has heartbreaker broken. Well, believe me, I that poster is hanging in my childhood room, about forty miles that way with my parents. <laughs> um, but I, uh, you need some playoff <laughs> matchups to fully solidify it. So if these two teams are the four or five next year, let's have some fun. That'd um, be fucking awesome. I mean, hell, if this is the uh, five six in the conference finals, why not? You know, the the Knicks against why not us. Why not us? Uh, look, I, I think you have the RJ Tyler hero because they're drafted the same year. That's and true. Was, I didn't even think of that. Was comps that direction. Um, Jimmy and and uh, and Randall have gotten into it, obviously, over a couple of days. You have the the Riley uh, factor. Of oh, it, still that's exists always going to be. yeah Because it's always going to be there. And then you add in like Tibbs went up against. The, you mentioned this when you yeah. came on with us. Went up against the, the Heat and a lot of those matchups when he was with the bulls so um yeah i i'm i'm here for it I, i'm here for it the the most uh our fan base our specifically Knicks film school has been animated was on the post game after randall hit that shot and uh it's why look you mentioned julie uh, jimmy becoming um an icon or a lifer because of that moment against the uh the Knicks when he yeah. uh did the face at randall well, Randall became an icon with that shot as well. So there's the, hatred
1: here, man. We got to all is we gotta we gotta farm this forget. We got to farm this hate, him, dude. Let's yeah. go. For, I'm in. I'm fuck in these positive mean? vibes. We hatred's back on the menu.
2: It's let's, the let's 90s. Hater, baby. H- what is it? Hater first, analyst second, hater first, first, analyst second. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, we're I don't already hate taking you. Over answer. your building, every away game that we're there, we're on our way to take it over your state with uh, no, with no state income tax. Like, I'm all in.
1: Listen, you better you better pray that there's no let's go heat chance at MSG. You Don't bet- worry, there won't be. You better pray. Let's, <laughs> ah, we'll see. It's in there everywhere. There, uh-huh. You certainly hear it in Brooklyn
2: games. Well, that's because there's no (laughs) Net fans. That's that's that's, that's, fuck little brother. That's something we can (laughs) all we can all come together. Brooklyn, there's like eighty-seven of them. They're basically like J. Cole fans. There's like a very (laughs) small sect of J. Cole fans. You go to their concert, they all think it's the time of their lives, but it's not that big a fan base as a result. And with the Nets, it's like that's why the KD Kyrie thing was so fascinating, where they went to a place where there's no built-in fan base or built-in excitement for the team whatsoever. And then, like, they'd go to Knicks games and be like, this is the team that we're afraid of? It's like, no, you're better. But you don't have anybody that's going to now become a Nets fan as a result, you know? I cannot wait to continue to hate this Knicks team. But I don't hate you,
1: Andrew. And I love that you came on and we will always have a good time here. I do hate your yes. listeners, though. And they hate me back. And listen, <laughs> I will be their heel. I'll be their heel. Uh uh-huh. I'll be their heel. Did they hate Zazlo? No, he uh, he was
2: nice. What yeah, a, he was what nice. What a fucking he was nice. Zazzle used to well, be was on the a, radio. He just he started off the the way, he started it off with the Knicks are good and like. The he MJ's can't do that. Zazz is like the Knicks are good, I don't even I know. don't
1: like Zazz. I have I'm beef I'm publicly oh, beefing with public Zazz on Twitter. Beef Zazz I'm beefing Ooh. with Zazz on Twitter, but Zazz used to be a guy that would come here on, on the radio in Miami and uh, and talk massive shit about the Knicks. So I uh, used to lead that. I don't want to hear about his Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed in him. He was supposed but. to represent us.
2: Listen, he talks shit after the game, so he was able to... He can't
1: finish. do after. I talked shit before. I agree. I had. I agree.
2: I put myself out there, man.
1: I put myself I out there for your well, listeners to... to, And I let them off easy because I was at the game and I had a great time drinking. Uh, they got lucky.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They, they got well, lucky I was vibing.
2: Speaking of getting lucky, I'm glad you enjoyed last night's win over the Knicks. And when you come to the Garden next Wednesday and you, you officially... Uh, see what a team um, can do when they win the tiebreaker. It's that's a, New York It's Knicks a fucking tiebreaker, breaker, bro. That's it uh-huh. right
1: there. Everything on the line. I'm,
2: enjoy this, is all I'm gonna I say. I love it. Enjoy this. Is that on national
1: know? TV? be NBA better flex that.
2: I don't think so, but I, I agree. That's a that's a flex That's game a if
1: fucking I ever saw flex, one, bro. I you mean know? Heat Knicks mattering. You got you gotta get that. You know what I mean. You have hey, listen. I'm all in.
0: I'm all in. It's, it's built me. in,
1: Andrew. Tell the people where they can find you, your incredible work. I don't know if they're going to be he fans listening to yourself, but maybe they <laughs> could tell
2: a Nick fan relative wh- if they want a Nick podcast, uh-huh. especially down in Florida, where I'm sure you have There's a Nick so fan relative that has God, moved there. Damn, um, so you can find me and the entire Nick's Film School crew, um, on, uh, on Twitter at Nick Film S K O O L um cuz we're cool like that we're the cool kids in school you're young hip exactly we're young and hip or nick's film school was already taken
0: um, <laughs> <Damn> <laughs> uh, that we're on SEO. twitter
2: we're on instagram we're on on facebook and all those platforms we're big on our youtube channel where we're we're about uh, we're about to hit 12,000 subs um, this like that so if you want to, you want to come and join us after we lose and you can commiserate with us there or poke fun at us there. You That's can say or see what an exciting, you know, even an exciting win is, is like after a Knicks game, um, as they're down 17 to the magic. Uh, the big thing, check out the Knicks film school podcast. We upload geez, like two to three uploads a day, especially on a game day, what the pregame machine. pod postgame, post game pods, uh, as well as some off day pods where we just kind of talk about the general state of the team. Um yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's uh it's been great to make a new friend out of this, even if he is on enemy lines.
1: Listen, I'll hate you in public, but in private I'll be like, yo, Andrew, In private, you know, yeah. Yo, know, hope all's well with you and the fam, you know all that. Yes. Yes. Uh, excited for uh for what is it, next Thursday? Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Wednesday. Love it. ESPN, you know what to do. Mm. And uh remember to catch our shows. Remember guys, a special weekend hangover time post game show this Saturday against the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, that's a big one, and you know how we do on weekends. We always have fun. Have, come have a drink with us. Watch the game. Uh, if you're not at Ultra Weekend in Miami, I don't, Audrey, I don't know if you know what Ultra is, but uh, the city gets shut down. I'm aware. With this, yeah, this <laughs> I'm week, aware. I was invited, and I said no. I have to, I have to ask mm. my friend. I said no. It's just, it's just too much. I It's too much. I'm getting mm. too old for this. I'm over I'm, 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 I'm over the hill, but uh, join mm. us on Saturday for Hangover Time, uh, and uh, I don't know if we have a pregame show. I'll, I'll, I'll i think we do we'll see we'll see but join us then here on twitch.tv slash miami hippie and on youtube and thank you to everybody in chat uh, all our subs and everybody
2: <clears throat> we'll see you uh we'll see you then thanks for having me folks
0: i'm mark chapman welcome to the planet premier league podcast